Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is November the 15th. 2020 strong hand long-term thinking you can see my shadow there look at that look at that pointy nose uh bitcoin is the next bitcoin <clears throat> it's the beyond bitcoin show so i should be saying stuff like conviction and personal responsibility is a new counterculture and i'm trying to find all my notes here i was at the end of my notes Oh, yeah, it's been a busy day. I got to see my friend from college here in Salt Lake City. Unconfiscatable, golden age, he's relentless, strive for greatness, principles over practicality. I'm offended by selling. Okay, dudes, uh, if you have questions, I have answers. Type in proud Zionist Jew. It's the Beyond Bitcoin show. Hopefully tomorrow I'll be back on the regular channel. YouTube is even giving me more problems. I cannot download yesterday's video yesterday saturday is going to be called for now on the bitcoin noise show okay and so yesterday i officially changed the title it's linked to below the bitcoin noise show uh please watch it it was really a fun show i said hello my elite friends i said he asked me some questions i said no i didn't say five digit realm and remember play this at 2x people if you're watching this taped and what is here? Okay, yeah, yesterday's show was great. So Biden's first move as president-elect, mask mandate for all. What? Because then it said, he corrected it. They said, the head of the Democratic U.S. presidential election, uh, president-elect president Joe Biden's coronavirus advisory board said on Friday, there was no plan to shut the country down and that the new administration's approach will be targeted at specific areas. Okay, so those are two different things. Mass mandate for, well, no, he could do a mass mandate for all. I, he could say both things, shutting down the country, mass mandate for all, he can't do, okay? It's a state decision. So here you go. If it, a lot of people are angry about how the elections turned out, you shouldn't be that angry if you're a Republican because the Republicans did great in, in Congress and in Senate. Uh, but if you're if you're frustrated, if you're independent or Republican or uh, anything, Green Party person, uh, this is this is what you fight over then. If he says there's going to be a mask mandate or if he says there's going to be a shutdown and all you states, I know I can't make you do it, but you states better do it. Then you tell you get into the streets, peaceful protest in your state. This is something to, to shout about. OK, peacefully about. So we, we, we shall see uh, if he attempts this. I don't I, I, I don't think he. Well, anything goes right and you never can predict these uh these sociopaths but i don't think he'll declare a shutdown of the united states a lockdown in the united states but there are many people demanding it many people we'll talk about what's going on in michigan uh mass mandate he might he might try that one that's 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 much more likely than this. now the great safedine says corona hysterics seem to be forgetting they're supposed to be in a deadly plague uh, because their TV is too distracted with politics to keep them hyperventilating. If the U.S. election drags on for another two weeks, it might just be the cure for corona hysteria. Ah, uh, well, wishful thinking there. Uh, 
Indeed, you're right. There were a lot of hysterical people over the election at first, but it's died down and the media, they stretched it out as far as they, they possibly could. And look what they're doing. They're bringing up the virus again and people are remembering the virus again. I mean, they wouldn't remember it if it wasn't for the media because you don't see, I mean, you walk outside, everything looks normal. I mean, you don't see people dropping like flies or anything like that. Yeah, um, I, I, I personally prefer the uh, people hyperventilating over the politics than over the, the virus. I, I wish the virus stuff would, would just, uh, they would stop focusing on that. But it looks like uh, it's wishful think, thinking there. Uh, but in some states, you see, this is the glory of being in the United States of America. There are some, some state governors, despite all the, uh, all the nonsense on TV, they will have strong hands and not give in to some weird shutdown, which is just uh, deadly, deadly. A shutdown is deadly for people. People can't see beyond, uh, beyond the, the, the numbers provided to them on TV, like how many cases there are. They don't understand, you know, when you shut down someone's business, they go bankrupt, they, uh, they get sick, they die, they commit suicide, God forbid. Um, all right. Now, let's, let's talk about results of these lockdowns and these crazy rules in certain states. Alzheimer's. The CDC data on dementia and Alzheimer's is truly disturbing. This is from Carl Denninger. There is a very notable increase directly related to isolation protocols. What is, mm, what is being done to these people is monstrous, and those in government doing it should all serve the rest of their lives in prison for it. Well, the second thing, you know, let there be a trial and everything. But yeah, people have tossed their old, old people into nursing homes. They don't care about them. And uh, so, some, some people do, but a lot of people don't. And they're forgotten about. So yeah, someone's got dementia in the nursing home and they start to go down the tubes real fast. No one's, no one's really talking about it. No one's making a big deal out of it, but it's happening. It is, it is happening. I, isolation, I mean, talk to anyone who's been in prison before. They tell you about being in the hole, what it, that type of isolation does to someone. Now, this is not as extreme as that, but if, if you're already having major brain issues, uh, and you can't see anyone anymore. You're just seeing the same nurse over and over. You can't see your family that you sort of remember or you do remember. Yeah, you'll go. You'll deteriorate really quick. But yeah, people are like, oh, it's, we need uh, we need these special rules all over the place. Only one person uh, visiting a hospital per day, and, and there's there's consequences. There are consequences that you cannot see. Okay, that you have to dig a little deep to, to you know do a little research. But it affects people personally in a horrible, horrible type of way. Uh, now, we got a question for Taval. Just search YouTube to MP3 on Google and copy the link. It will download into audio format. Search YouTube to, well, dude, there are a lot of links. There are a lot of sites that provide that service. And some of them are really bad sites, dude, and put all sorts of malware on your computer. I had one that I trusted and it stopped working also, like, like today. I wouldn't, the YouTube issue with uh, having a problem downloading the video started like two days ago, okay? Then this site, it, it's it's not working right now. So I hope, it, the, and I'll name you, I'll name you the site which I do trust and which is not working right now. It is called uh, free YouTube downloader, youtubeconvert.com. The letter U, the, the number two, convert.com is not working. It's not working. And if it was, then the uh, 
people in podcast land would be listening to yesterday's awesome show. Again, yesterday's show was awesome. You can, you can, uh, you're a witness of that, Tabal, and tell every it's linked to below. You can watch it. And Arthur, Arthur Pug is in the house. Good to see him here. Pound that like button, everybody. Biden's administration will be bad news for us uh, Brexiters getting a trade deal. Uh, it, no, yeah, well, he, he definitely doesn't support Brexit. He doesn't support Brexit. So it, it's uh, in terms of having a vocal voice against and, and unfortunately, there are a lot of people in England who who really who, who think it's very important what the United, president of the United States says in terms of their country, which is really disgraceful. I mean, come on. Don't be C-U-C-K's to the United States. Indeed, we've got the best country. There's, there's no doubt about that. But do what you do what's best for your country, not what Trump says or what Biden says. But yeah, Biden will yeah, he's against the Brexit, obviously. He will uh it, it the media uh that in England that is also against the Brexit and everything that deals with the Brexit uh will definitely get hype up whatever Biden says to guilt the people of Britain into uh, feeling bad about what they did and to further delay things and reverse things. So yeah. Biden's administration can't, you know, you know, change. They don't have any power over England, but unfortunately, marketing-wise, they they do. And it's an uh, interesting point you bring up there. And Towers Comics says you could probably use OBS or another software to just record the stream and then X. Dude, only so much time during the day, dude. And um, it was very easy the, the previous way. YouTube does not. Um, it is unbelievable. They, through the years, the product has gotten worse and worse. They can't just straight up say. Now, I'm sure for like ABC News, and this is not, I am sure of this, the tremendous, um, the large content creators, the corporate content creators on YouTube, they have good customer service, okay? And I, I mentioned this on another show. They have good customer service. They will not encounter problems like I'm encountering. But regular people that are not, Corporate entities, um, it's just gotten worse and worse. The cu customer services doesn't exist, but the product itself has gotten worse and worse. It has not become – so they don't want they, – they have no use for people like us anymore. Now, they can't say that. They can't say that or there would be a rebellion. But if they just treat us like dirt um, and weird things happen like this, we'll slowly go away and they won't have to deal with it. And uh, – They've got plenty. They do very well off of the tremendous entities that put their stuff up out there. I mean, it'll be like regular TV. I think their goal is to be like regular TV with a few extra content creators here and there. But they can't say that because there will be enough people to be like, wait a second. That's not that. They have to gradually do it. And, you know, you boil the frog gradually, it doesn't notice it's being boiled. And, of course, all these algorithm slaves are not noticing what's going on. YouTube is doing a beautiful job with their algorithm, okay? It, I mean, in terms of them making profits, in terms of their end goal, they're doing a great job. It doesn't – it's not good for uh, – you know, it's really bad for the people out there who depend on content, making content as their livelihood, okay? Um there's a lot of people that they may have 100,000 people channels or either 200, 250,000. And when the algorithm changes, when they're not being promoted anymore, they, they might go from making $60,000 a year from YouTube stuff. It's unfortunate for the, the content creators that go that, that lose their livelihood uh, because of YouTube's uh, policy. Uh, and they, they have 
made their lives uh, dependent on the algorithm, which is really unfortunate. And people have become really, uh, I mean, I've heard about young people wanting to end their lives and stuff over, uh, over the, basically over the algorithm. All right. There's that dude. I have really never heard of this guy before. Kevin O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary is the, uh, he, he's the guy behind Shark Tank, I guess. I never watched that show before. He, he's got a very interesting video I stumbled upon here, and I will link to it below. Kevin O'Leary's got a great line. A salary is the drug they give you to forget your dreams. <laughs> that is awesome, man. A salary is the drug they give you to forget your dreams. Your dreams are, are freedom, freedom. Dreams are working for yourself, man. So that salary, yeah, it, it is. It's a drug that makes you forget that you know, you could be independent. You could work for yourself. He says there are people who own the store, and then there are people who scrape the the dung off the floor of the store. Okay, so you can be the boss of yourself, your business, or you're either the boss or you're not the boss. That that's what it boils down to, and I agree with that because if you're not the boss, your boss can tell you to do just about anything. Okay, uh, when you're the boss, I mean. You, you make the rules for you, but you got to work real hard to be the boss. So control your own destiny, work for yourself, stuff that he taught. And, you know, it's not all about a tremendous salary. It's about the freedom. It's about, you know, uh, you can do your job whenever you want to. You know, we're talking about YouTubers beforehand. The ones who aren't addicted to the algorithm, they can do their job whenever they want to. You know, when, when, you, when you're a Bitcoin overlay, you can do your job whenever you want to. You have freedom. Freedom is something that I value a lot. I've talked about it often on this show, and he, he, he definitely puts in perspective. But I love that line. A salary is a drug uh, they give you to forget your dreams. Next. Uh, oh, and on yesterday's show, one of the things I was talking about was uh, turmeric, turmeric, which is a very healthy spice, uh, healthy herb, and uh, turmeric over Tootsie Rolls. And that the people who are now... So a lot of the people who are getting sick out there, they, it's lifestyle choices. It's lifestyle choices, all right? So many people, uh, they've eaten themselves into diabetes and other uh, dangerous situations. They've chosen Tootsie Rolls over turmeric. You, it, all the information's out there. You could be an algorithm slave and just you know eat up whatever the media tells you to. <laughs> Literally, eat up whatever the media tells you to. Uh, but yeah, you brought this on yourself. And us productive people, we don't have to sacrifice for you. And us productive people should say the cold, hard truth. Now, I hear this Kevin O'Leary likes to say the cold, hold, hard truth. Well, I'm saying the cold, hard truth here. We don't have to feel guilty for you. Um, you brought this on yourself. If you're, if, you're, uh, about, if you're scared of catching some virus that's out there because you're morbidly obese, I mean, you chose the Tootsie Rolls, okay? It was a lifestyle choice. And you can, you've had nine months to change too, by the way. We've, we've known for a while this is, uh, 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 the, first of all, diabetes is like totally lifestyle. Uh, and, uh, but this, this disease that's going on around right now, yeah, it's largely lifestyle related. Now, in the state of Michigan, the governor, what's her name? Gretchen? Big Gretch, they're calling her. This is a, 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 this is a real tweet that's out there. Shut Michigan down, please, Big Gretch. The surge is too much. Certain people refuse to wear masks. <laughs> so she, uh, uh, before I, when I was about to start the show, she was about to have a press conference where I assumed she was going to um, 
announce another lockdown. They're, people are they they they're so statist. They so can't control their own lives. They so need a dictator to tell them what to do that we've got people begging, shut down Michigan, please, big wretch. The surge is too much. Why is the surge too much? You're healthy. I mean, can't you be a grown up and just you know deal with life? If you're a healthy young person, can't I mean? Why be scared? Well, because the media tells you to be scared. Certain people refuse to. Yeah, so they're the scapegoating. It's the it's the people who refuse to wear a mask that's that, that's making me scared, and that, that are boosting those case numbers, which actually mean nothing at all. But the sick part is how fast people turn to uh, dictators. How they demand a dictator. They demand uh, authoritarian measures. And this is you check out the entire thread. I'll link to it eventually. Okay, we've got uh, we've got questions here. That's interesting. I have a client who wants me to come work for her full time, but I'll probably have to say no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it depends on how you value your freedom uh, and what what type of freedom you you will have under such a uh, client. Uh, have you had Swiss chard? Yes. One of the most healthiest vegetables in the world. Yes, I have. You know, it, it's funny though. Uh, you know, when we get in, certain vegetables, you know, they they basically taste the same to me. I mean, kale, spinach, you get this the green taste, but they are great for you. And, and uh, name them all. I, I've tried many of the, the great greens that are out there. The great vegetables. Uh, Kevin O'Leary is Canadian. Yes, I realize that, and he also did a uh, Dragon's Den. So yeah, he is a. Uh, He's definitely he's definitely Canadian, but he is rich as anything, and he's pretty hardcore. He's got conviction, and he loves capitalism. He loves it. He loves it. He loves it, and he spreads the word of you know compete, don't complain, type of thing. And he's willing to tell people when they got a bad idea, also. Uh, so I, I really did not know about him until yesterday, <laughs> but I was impressed. I really was impressed. Okay, so pound that like button, like the shirt says. All right. God almighty, it's so annoying. Uh, it's, just, it's just annoying that the, the computer shut down, but we're dealing with it here. We're dealing with it. And since I hung out with my friend today from college, I'm behind schedule uh, in terms of eating and, and defecating. I haven't even done that yet. Uh, too much information. Pound that like button. Uh, so let's talk about the media trying to scare people and, and pedestaling uh, certain heroes. You know, because if the, if the heroes come to the United States, that must mean we're, we're really in, in desperate shape here. So I, I will say that the, uh, the people at Doctors Without Borders, they do good things. I mean, they, do, they, they go to disaster areas and help people out. And so apparently they came to the United States. They're helping people, I think, on the, the, the reservations. And they've been on the, the, the Native American reservations. And they, they've been in the country silently for a while, but and they can go wherever they want to. It's a big organization. I mean, you would rather go to the United States of America to help than go to some really treacherous uh, Asian or African country where things are really filthy and, and dangerous. Um, of course. So uh, and, you know, they're free to go wherever they want to. If they want to help people in the United States, they want to help people on the reservations. That's great. That's cool. And they've been around for a while. They weren't making a big deal out of it. Um, were they necessary per se? I mean, they felt that they were necessary. 
but we, we have um, CNN, Sanjay Gupta, he puts out there, uh, he, he, sp he spreads the word that they're here now, they're here. He's like, this is how bad things have gotten in the United States, that an organization that just goes to disaster areas has come to the United States. And what does that mean? What does that mean if they've come here? Okay. And he's just, I mean, he's using this virus as a political tool. I mean, because he wants you to blame it on the president. He wants you to blame it on a certain, he is trying to, I mean, he likes lock, I, I, he likes authoritarianism. I don't know, but he is blowing this way out of proportion. Like that they, because doctors without borders are here, that we are like, a, we're a third world country. And in the freaking comment section underneath this video clip, all these people are, they're saying, yes, look how horrible things have gotten here. It's a third world country now. If we need this uh, situation, okay? If they're here, we're in need. Oh, it's so bad. The president's done such a bad job. These guys are so clueless, okay? This is not the biggest, they're saying it's the biggest disaster area on earth. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something, okay? I'm gonna give you links below. And there's a site, it's, it's UNICEF, okay? And it shows you the under five mortality rate in, in some of these in countries all over the world. If you want to know what disaster is, okay? Uh, one out of 13 children in Sub-Saharan Africa died before reaching their fifth birthday. Um, it's, it, fifth, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable here. The under 1.26 million children under five die in India every year amidst the government. Uh, they, they're the under five mortality rate uh, in Chad. Uh, well, there's an 11% chance of you not making it to five years old in Chad. All right. These are third world countries. These are third world situations. These are disasters. There's living nonstop disasters in, show, in India, Chad, uh, wherever in Africa. It, it, we don't. Do, do we even worry about under five mortality rate in the United States of America? No, we do not. Okay, two hundred fifty thousand people, most of whom were in horrible shape, have died. We're the third most populated country on Earth. All right, so it's it's a disease of, uh, it affects people who are who have lived an abundant lifestyle, who've stuffed their faces. Okay, even on the unfortunately on the reservations in America. Which have been, I think, hit the hardest. Uh, it's a very unhealthy lifestyle there. Drinking, obesity, they uh, high levels over there. But even they don't have uh, infant infant mortality under five mortality. Okay, even the reservations are better than the uh, a country like South Africa, the, uh, the 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 shanty towns or whatever you want to call them on the side of the road. All right, so these people are. That, that Sajid Gupta, and he knows this, he knows this, that the, the, the United States is not a disaster area, that, the, that people will, are willing to give their left nut to still get into the United States, okay? It is a very safe, very clean, you can drink the water, okay? These places, other places, most places on earth, you cannot even drink the water out of the falsehood, okay? It, it, it's it's dis disgusting, all right? And they're developing, and I wish them well, okay? But to, to put this out there, that because Doctors Without Borders are here, that that means we are the work that the United States is a third world country disaster area filled with sickness beyond compare. Look, look up the statistics. OK, would you rather be born in Chad 
or the United States? I mean, would you rather be born in, in South Africa? And the answer is clear. They all try to get in here. Everybody's trying to get in here. Mexico, too, under five mortality rate is like five, 15, is worse than, much worse than the United States, all right? I mean, there's a more, there's a mortality, under five mortality rate. Uh, in, in, you know, there are some people that die under, under five years old, that things happen, but it's not like a true developing third world country, okay? And I'm sure a, a part of our, um, Part of the uh, thing that, that boosts the, uh, I think our, our under five mortality rate is higher than that of Australia. It's because we have so many Im immigrants coming from developing nations that do bring some uh, challenges with them, to say the least. But this is this Doctors Without Borders thing. If you fall for this, and the reason I bring this up is because someone I know said, Adam, it's gotten so bad in the United States that Doctors Without Borders are here. I'm like, what are you, what? fantasy world are you living in just because just because they're here doesn't mean we're, we're some disaster area out of the third world look up look up what a true i mean i've given you the statistics right there it, it, it's it, it's just like people can whatever the tv tells them whatever and you know sanjay gupta knows he can get away with it he knows that he can get away with it because it sounds so scary doctors with our borders doctor must be in Horrible, horrible. It's we're the epicenter of all horror in, in the world in terms of disease because of Trump. This is what they wanted. And by golly, by golly, they think it worked. It worked. If there was not a, if there was not a coronavirus, all right, and th there wasn't this nonstop hype around it, he would have won the election easily, obviously. But I mean, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it or anything like that. All right. So let's, uh, my, my the thing I'm making a big deal out of it is just, the, do the doctors with the borders, straight out fake news. It's straight up fake news. They're help. They're helping people on Navajo Reservation or whatever, and you know they're welcome to do that. I would rather go to Navajo Reservation than than to go to Chad. Okay, so if, if <laughs> the people who think this is a disaster area, go move to Chad. Go move to South Africa. Okay, and, and then come tell me what a disaster area is. And when children are dropping like flies that are under five years old from completely preventable. Uh, childhood illnesses that are have been completely prevented in the United States and Canada, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Not to mention Brazil had 40,000 homicides last year. Is is this not a pandemic? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, that's a, it's a big problem. I, I, I don't know all the homicide rates in, in some of these developing countries. It can be pretty bad. South Africa is pretty bad. Um, have you seen the movie called Idiocracy? No, I, I haven't, but I mean, I know what it's about. And uh, it, it's somewhat predictable that uh, the world would uh, get toward that uh, state one day, uh, unfortunately. But I mean, 20 percenters, we don't have to deal with this, okay? We don't have to deal. When we have to deal with it is when someone like that, that's your associate, brings that up to you. I mean, you're like, how can someone fall for that line? That Sanjay Gupta nonsense. And it's it, and the person who told me this didn't say they heard it from Sanjay Gupta. Probably someone heard it from Sanjay Gupta and just started repeating it. That that, that the person that I know repeated it to me. And then it, it becomes fact. It becomes this scary fact. Doctors Without Borders are now in the United States. And next, uh, next thing we have here is... Pelosi. So Pelosi uh, wanted to have a big government dinner. Uh, 
fancy dinner and it didn't look like it was going to have social distancing to welcome the representatives. I don't even know what it is. House Dem and GOP leaders are holding respective dinners for new members. Uh, Pelosi told me it's safe. It's very spaced, she said, and there is enhanced ventilation at the Capitol uh, and the Capitol physician signed off. So, I mean, it looks like a big fancy ballroom with nice tables. She wouldn't have a big party. So she's, you know, she tells everybody to lock down, you know, to not have Thanksgiving meal anymore. And she's having a mega party. Very. And you know what? I And, and she get all, all these people started ripping on her. OK, because of her hypocrisy. And she couldn't take it. She couldn't take it. She knew that she was being a hypocrite. But I wish she would have went through with it. I wish she would have went through with it. I had no problem with them having a, a fancy party because it would wake everybody up if that's what they need to, to not feel obligated to cancel their Thanksgiving. There are people out there that because Nancy Pelosi, Gavin Newsom, whoever said uh, the New Yorkers said that to, to cancel Thanksgiving, they're canceling Thanksgiving. What's CUCKs? It's disgusting. It disgusts me how people are willing to give up their holidays um, because the, the government told them, yeah, you, you can't have a holiday anymore. Canada, it's it's for the good of the nation. I mean, that's fascism. For the good of the nation, do not have Thanksgiving. Hey, but we'll have a big party in the Capitol. Now, she didn't have a big party in the Capitol, but I, I wish she would have went through with it because it, it would it would have woke some more people up. And maybe that's part of the reason she didn't go through, through with it. I think most of the reason is because she just couldn't take the feedback. She couldn't take the feedback. She, she stands for nothing. Um, and she would have had to change her mind, I guess, and, and say like, well, okay, you can have Thanksgiving now because we're having this big party. All right, so who's the who's the girl in the photo with me? Who's the girl in the photo with me? Um, you can you can tell uh, that she has big hair, just like me. She had crazy uh, crazy hair, like like mine. Well, not like spiky like mine, but she, she had interesting hair also. Now I I, I bring her up because um, I had my fun. We 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 were close. Sealed the deal with her. I definitely more more. And, um, she was a fun person to be around, but had I had red, I didn't have red pill knowledge back then. Okay, at, at the you know the the the, site, uh, the mind games that women can play. Okay, and I had I understand more of the uh, relationship think the the thinking the thinking that women bring to relationships. Um, I would have been able to handle that situation a lot differently. Okay, so the the photo there is from uh, Club Charles, and it was only a week after meeting this this woman and uh club charles is a bar in baltimore i uh i met her at the auto bar on a friday night i met her there the, it was the friday night before my reunion my high, a high school reunion of mine okay um there was I, I went out the night before and um got drunk at, at the club at the auto bar and they i read they, they mark your hand you know to show that you're over 21 or whatever and Anyway, I, I meet I meet this this girl just like started smiling at me and I started dancing with her. One thing led to another, you know. You're making out. You're like, Let, let's go back to my house, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We went back to my house and um, we did not have a, we did not go all the way because she's like, you're really drunk. I don't want to go all the way with you. And okay, then I wake up the next day and it's time for my reunion. I'm like, I got a reunion later in the day, uh, so I'll, we'll hang out another time. And she said bye bye and you know, we exchanged numbers and everything like that. And I, I went to my high school reunion, you know, I went to a nice high school and everything. And I still had the big mark on my hand, the big stamp on my hand. And so you, you do the formal reunion at, at the high school. 
And then it's time to do the post party, the post party with your, your class. So I'm, I'm on my way to the post party. I get a text message. I had a phone at this time. And she's like, hey, can I come to your, your, your reunion post party? I heard, you know, you said you're having a party. I was like, okay, why not? So yeah, it, it was it was kind of freaking awesome, dude. I go to my reunion post party. My, my, my new friend shows up who I only met the night before. And you know, this one dude, you know, the dude who comes with like the big fancy car and everything who wants to show up to show off to everyone. You know, there's always somebody like that at the reunion. He comes up to me. He's like, Adam, your girlfriend is freaking hot. I'm like, uh, yeah, girlfriend. I didn't even, didn't even get into it, man. Didn't even, but then we had a blood. I mean, and I'm getting drunk at this post party. I mean, every, we, we're just having, it was such a, it was a really good reunion because, um, I, I got this hot lady on, on my hand and stuff. And uh, it was we, we were just having a blast there and getting just destroyed. And to a point where one of my friends, who is now a CEO of a known, um, well, his company got bought out by another company, okay? He's been a CEO of a tech company before, a, a friend of mine. Been a CEO. He, um, that, I remember that, that night, you know, he saw me having such a fun time and that I was going to, you know, do you know what? Later in the night, he grabbed me by my freaking nuts at the reunion. <laughs> Never forget that. And this guy's a respectable guy now. So I mean, he's my friend and everything. But he was pretty freaking drunk too. So yeah, he tries to you know prevent me from uh, doing what I need to do later. That, that that didn't stop me. Unfortunately, again, she realized that I was so freaking drunk that you know we better wait till the. Uh, we better we better hold off. We better make it a, a better time. But the next day, we wake up. It's Sunday morning. We're hanging out. It was you know it's one of one of those things. Where it's it's very interesting how that happens. So she, sure enough, the next week she wants to hang out. We go to Club Charles. That picture is taken, and a few hours after that picture was taken, I didn't get too drunk that night. I made sure not to get too drunk that freaking night. Pound that like button. Um, the the other thing about her, so. Um, eventually things that kind of the simmer down, she it's difficult to deal with it, with her uh, for, for certain reasons. And um, there was like a month we didn't even like talk or something. But I want to the last part of the story I want to share is that she heard I was having a party. So she was what I'm trying to say is she liked me partly because of the status, like oh he's went to this. This nice school, and I can show up and and, and you know, impress his, his friends and everything, and everyone will think I'm great. Um, you know, all these these private school kids will think I'm great, and oh, and so and, and I feel special because I get to go to this elite event type of thing. And you know, I mean, she, I mean, she obviously found me attractive at first too, but you know, um, but I didn't really, I didn't have the red pill, red pill knowledge back then that you know some women. That they like like it was your handsome man and whatever, but they they even like it more when they could be the center of attention, when they could be your your, your piece, and they they could they could brag to their friends that they went to a certain event or something like that, and they could be the 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 guys. So I'm going to have a Fourth of July party, and she found out I was going to have a Fourth of July party, so she wants to come to my Fourth of July party, and she also found out that my ex girlfriend from. Uh, a while back, who had a boyfriend, was also going to come to my 4th of July party, okay? And because my ex-girlfriend was there, it, it gave, and I didn't realize this back then, she really wanted to come to my party because there was, like, her competition was there. She wanted to, 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 to show that she was better than my, even though this was not my, this girl was not my girlfriend. This girl was, I mean, 
we were having a relation, uh, a sexual relationship. I, I mean, and she was a nice person. I enjoyed spending time with her and, and whatnot. And now she's a, she's still a real person out there. I, I know she's uh, divorced and, and stuff or separated or something like that. But so let me tell you something, guys. She she really wanted to show that she was the best. Okay, Be, because at this party, she wanted to show that she was the host woman and that she was better than the host ex girlfriend. She looked so hot that night. I, I will not forget it. it. Was she was wearing red, white, and blue? That was the best I ever saw her look. My father was at that party, and he even he didn't say it in like he didn't say to me like Adam, that girl's really hot. But he said something to me. I, I don't exactly remember what it was. He he was impressed. My father was impressed. So um, yeah. Anyway, after that night, it was it was after that party was pretty much over um, because I might. My behavior that night was uh, somewhat inappropriate, something I did that night. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, when you're drinking, you, you, it leads you to all sorts of things. But this was definitely uh, definitely the red pill knowledge girl. Had I uh, had I known a little bit different, I, I could have handled things. Uh, had, had I known you know, what she was after and what, what she ca cared about. Uh, and she, she was a nice person too on one end, but... A lot of women want to be the center of attention. They want to defeat the other woman, and they become much more interested in you when there's another woman. Okay, even though that woman, I was done with that other woman alone. She had that other woman had her boyfriend with her at my party. Okay, um, so anyway, that's uh, that's actually who that girl is in that picture. Um, she was a in interesting, fun, fun, fun person to be hang out with. Really got obviously we got along very well at first because you know the first three days. We were, she ends up at my freaking high school reunion party. Okay, that's it. Uh, play that at 2X. Um, but, and so th there's my little bit of red pill knowledge uh, for, for you guys uh, uh, that, that, that think, you know, women just want you for who you are, but not what you bring to the table. It's, it's a lot what you bring to the table, and especially when they can become the center of attention based on what you bring to the table. So, and I'm not vilifying her, but lots of women. Uh, are like that, uh, but I do give her credit for looking so hot that night, uh, that July Fourth. That is, uh, that is legend. That is pretty legendary in my head. Uh, and she did get very angry at me at the end of the night because of the situation that, that occurred and stuff. It's terrible. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Let's move on. You know what? With this virus thing, it is really annoying to me. It is, fr and I try not to get frustrated. But when you find out. Um, it, when you find out that a, a male friend of yours or a male associate of yours is like kind of wimpy and scared and cowardly because of what the media tells them, it's so disappointing. It's like, it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating. And you try to rationalize it like, well, maybe because they, they believe in the liberals so much, they just have to believe in it. And it's just become a total political thing in their head. But even if that's the reason, that's a pretty bad darn reason. So I don't know if any of you guys um, have, have also encountered that. Oh, I want to, the other thing I want to go back to with that girl is that uh, she, she would have beta orbiters around her. She had many beta orbiters, at least two I can think of. And um, I, I don't want to elaborate exactly on one of them, but yeah, I feel bad for that dude who, who was a, a beta orbiter and then uh, became something else. Like when she needed to, to 
upgrade him, you know, call him up to the majors. She called him up to the majors. And uh, I mean, I don't know the full situation, but she had, she had beta orbiters. She had beta orbiters around. And I, no, I was no beta orbiter. I, I just met her that night and I did what I had. And I, I, that at least, thank God, you know, I, I didn't like go begging after her and stuff. Like um, that night when I did something that was in someone inappropriate, you know, I was like, Oh, you gotta stay the night. You gotta stay the night, blah, 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 blah. But like, you know, after it was over, after it was over between us, which was soon after, I didn't go begging and become a beta orbiter. Like her beta orbiters, they they had never you know gotten a, 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 a taste of it or anything like that. They were that's what they were, and I didn't know what that was back then. I didn't know I didn't know what I didn't know that term. That that knowledge alone would have helped me uh, 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 quite a bit. So I just want to see if there's anything else. Uh... <laughs> oh, I don't know. She had. What is it? Right. She is, and she used. She she would use dudes. Uh, she she had to move once, and she used somebody who was she she made a beta orbiter. She she was good like that. I mean, these are the things I did not know what was happening. I just thought, oh, well, that guy's a nice guy to help her out to, to help her move and everything. That's that's very nice. <sighs> All right, so uh, th there you go. That, that's red, red pill knowledge, girl. That I didn't have the red, red pill knowledge of. Yeah, but but it all it worked out really well for me. I mean, I, I can't complain. I can't complain about the situation. Now, uh, all right. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that next week. And on Saturday show, I talked about how proud I was of Elon Musk for calling out the testing uh, the testing issues that are out there with the virus. That he took four tests. Two were negative and two were positive. So, so what's that tell you? I mean, these these tests are not very accurate. We're living in insanity here. Okay, well, <laughs> you can't you can't even test for the disease that hardly kills anybody. Uh, but I, he's a celebrity, okay, and he is not he is not bowing down to the mainstream, okay. That says you got to be scared about this, that you cannot question it, and that you, you're a, a you're a W supremacist if you. I mean, the things that people get called when you when you question this narrative, it, it's it's unbelievable. So pound that like button for Elon Musk. Uh, and here's something that goes. This guy Sean Collins says: Imagine being called anti-vax for not wanting a rushed vaccine that has bypassed safety standards for a virus with a 99.9 percent .9 survival rate. Imagine living in a world where people vilify you for having common sense. That's where we are at. Yeah, that is where we are at. Um, by the way, I mentioned this on another show. Joe Manchin, a Democratic senator from West Virginia, one of the 100 senators in the United States Senate, he said that even if the Senate is split 50-50, he will not vote for the radical things that the Democrats propose because he's from a, a red – West Virginia is a very Republican state. But for some reason, they keep electing this Democrat, Joe Manchin. They like him. And he knows he will lose. So I just want to say that, you know, we, we can call the Democrat. Everyone can call the Democrats whatever names you want to. They, they, there's some that are logical, okay, that don't want um, to stack the Supreme Court, all right, and uh, pack the Supreme Court, excuse me. And they don't want to add states willy-nilly, do short-term things that are going to have real horrible long-term consequences. Joe Manchin, he said it. I mean, so you got to, I'll believe it. He, 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 and he tweeted it out there too. He was on a news program saying, no, I will not vote for the nonsense that that's out there. And there are various uh, Democrats in, in, in the House of Representatives also who were speaking up against um, the AOC side of things. 
Uh, so, you know, all is not lost, people. Uh, there, there are logical people on, on, on both sides of the aisle, on, on left and right. Now, of course, the, the left, the things that the left, that the radical left is proposing is, I mean, you've seen it in the streets and the denial. You know, last night in Washington, D.C., these uh, Antifa people are attacking, violently attacking uh, conservatives, and the media won't cover it. It's just, it's, it's, it's insane. It's come to this. Uh, and I mentioned on another show also, uh, Nick Carter is disappointed that uh, it appears that Joe Biden will not be uh, pursuing an antitrust uh, suit against big tech. And I actually like that. I don't, I don't like antitrust suits at all. I don't think the government uh, should, should be defining uh, who, if you're charging too much or if you're too powerful, if you're, you know, your market share is too much. The government can't decide a darn thing. They, they, they're, they're horrible at running everything. Why should they be allowed to decide what the most successful private businesses in the United States of America, how they should run? It makes no sense at all. Uh, and I wanted to add that uh, this is no surprise. Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. Did the Washington Post help Joe Biden or hurt Joe Biden in this election? Think about it. So Joe Biden doesn't stand for a darn thing. But he does understand who helped him. Okay, so you're not going to all of a sudden antitrust someone who clearly. I mean, that's probably why Jeff Bezos owns the freaking Washington Post, so he can help certain politicians, so he can get into a situation where they owe him, where they're not going to hurt his business. I mean, he is that wealthy where he can buy things that are, uh, you know, backdoor political interest, and will be with back with backdoor ways of buying politicians. So yeah, it should come as no surprise that uh, Jeff Bezos isn't going to get a. Uh, he's not going to get any. He's not going to have any problems. He's. I mean, Amazon should flourish now. Amazon should flourish in the next four years because his other. He'll remind. I mean, he'll straight up remind the dudes. I mean, he's a cutthroat businessman. He'll be like, uh, you know, remember how the Washington Post covered Trump versus uh, how they covered the Democrats. Um, you're going to let me have my drones. And you're gonna get, you're gonna let me have every regulation clearance I need uh, to do whatever I need to make my business even bigger, and th they'll give it. <laughs> he might not even have to say it. And I wanna I wanna remind everyone uh, who who you know you're, you're living in an area you're not happy about. You have to use rationality in everything you do in life. But when you're deciding where you should live. That it's it's really important. It's really an important aspect of your life where you live that you use rationality to decide it. That you know fitting in with the friends that you grew up with and not abandoning them, abandoning certain traditions and certain people, certain people tying you down, certain people feeling guilting you into staying. That is not logic. I mean, there are some the tax taxes in different uh, jurisdictions. They vary a lot. They vary a lot. And if you're a working person or if, if you're not, if you're an independent worker and you don't need to fiscally be in a location anymore, you've got to, you've got to think logically about this situation now. Okay. We're talking lots of money and lots of freedom you can lose by living in certain jurisdictions. And some are quite dangerous jurisdictions compared to others. Uh, compare Baltimore City to Salt Lake City. There's no comparison. It is quite dangerous in Baltimore City when you compare it to Salt Lake City. And I, I, I don't know. The property tax rate in uh, Baltimore City is, is horrendous. It's over 2%. Uh, 
Okay, in, in certain jurisdictions, it's it's quite low or non-existent, and uh, so there there are a lot of lot of logical factors you can uh, you can factor in when deciding where to live, and hardly anyone does it at all. They're like a tree; they're stuck. They want to be with their friends. They want to be the uh, they want to make life harder on themselves. Okay, and I had to become mature and figure this out for myself too. There was a time I was blindly loyal to Bob. There really was. But, you know, one thing led to another and uh, I matured and I used rationality. And for me, rationally now, and in terms of having fun and uh, just the quality of life, is going from one place to another. I don't have attack vectors. I'm not getting property taxed. If something goes wrong somewhere, I can just go somewhere else. I love not being tied down. I manage my time very efficiently this way. Um, it's, it's, it's fun. But, you know, everybody has to logically decide it on their own. But in, in terms of where people live, I think that's where people use logic the least sometimes in terms of important decisions one ha has to make in life. I think in, in, uh, logic is – that is where should I live? That, that They use logic the least there in all the important decisions of life, questions of life. All right. People – in terms of who I should marry, they probably use logic more than where should I live which is saying a lot because when people decide who they should marry, they're not, they're thinking with their little head down there. Okay. So I, I think, it, I think it's worse for some people in determining where they should live. They, they really get themselves into a, a jail that way, but you get yourself into a jail in certain marriages also. Now, how is this? Okay. I'm not going to talk about the algorithms. Uh, here's something. Is this, is this a new normal? Uh, for the foreseeable future, for foreseeable elections, because of all the media hype about Russia interference in 2016, are all presidential elections are just going to end with uh, people feeling the president is not legit for now on? Back in like 2000, even you know Gore, Bush type of thing, you guys remember uh, Bush being president, uh, you know, as late as 2008. People didn't like think he was illegitimate. There were a lot of people that were angry at him and stuff still, um, but. You know, this whole Trump thing, the entire time, there were people that thought he was a Russian spy. I mean, they, he was totally illegitimate. So now what are you going to get with Biden? Okay? You're going to get the same thing from the other side. People are thinking, this never used to happen anymore. And it, it really started with this insane Russia interference thing. Um, I mean, it was bound to happen. Something like the media was about to, because they can manipulate anyone. And now they've just started, they've made politics that much dirtier and that much... Uh, more paranoid um, that you know, I, I really do foresee uh, that every election is going to be questioned for now on. And every leader, th there's going to be a lot of people just, he's not legitimate. He's not my president. He's not this, that, and the other. All right. Um, we do have questions. Would you ever buy a property again? I mean, never say never again was the name of a movie. Um, but I, I, I'm not going to say never, but I have no plans, no plans at all. No, no immediate plans. I, I really, in the current environment, I don't know how anyone can, when every jurisdiction is, is losing out on tax revenue, the, the, the easiest tax slave to hit up is the freaking, uh, is the property owner. I mean, because they're stuck, they're tied down. So they're the easiest guys to hit with extra taxes. That's just going to get their taxes raised first by the broke lo local jurisdiction. So, you know, I have no, no desire right now. And it's so stress. It can be so stressful, man. The law, the possible lawsuits and everything, people, you know, slipping on ice. Uh, I'm seeing if there are any other questions. I see people are, are chatting here. Uh, all right. 
Yeah. And, and, and Vention said a woman attracted to status. Shocking. Well, I got to tell you, Vention, for that younger version of me in that picture, it, it was it would be it was it would be shocking. I had a different I was not red pill knowledge. I thought, you know, well, everyone's innocent. Everybody there's love and there's a you know physical attraction and people like you because you're nice. You're a nice guy. The nice guys are going to get awesome women if they want. I didn't I didn't know about status or anything like that. Um, you know that uh, I mean I knew in, in the back of your, your head. You know you see some rich old dude with a, with a hot woman, but you really just don't you don't put it into practice in your own life. Okay, you, you see things on TV. So no, I, I was naive then. I was definitely definitely naive then, um, and it would have been. Quite a different. If I was not naive then, I mean, things would have turned out a little bit differently. I, I, I would have acquired more women. I mean, is that a big deal though? Instead of having a certain amount of notches, I would have had more notches, and, and maybe I would have ended up. Who knows where it would I? I like where I ended up. Okay, no freaking regrets. No regrets. Why does Roger Ver have a video of of you saying you don't spend your Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came across it on his channel and started dying of laughter. What's he trying to prove? Well, that was he clipped something from my show when he was on my show, and he thought that was a really big deal that people he he didn't understand. I was proud of that fact that I don't spend my Bitcoin. He considered because here's the bottom line to them: Roger Ver only considers you to be a Bitcoin user if you spend your Bitcoin. He doesn't consider you legitimate if you hold Bitcoin. He doesn't consider Bitcoin holding to be really like a legitimate thing at all. You're not. So during the whole scaling debate, when he would debate people like Tone and I or be interviewed by people like me and debate Tone, he would always bring up that line. He's like, well, you know, if you're so against uh, expanding the block size, tell me when was the last time you used Bitcoin? And I'd say, well, I store it. It's my you know, way. He's like, so you've never spent Bitcoin before? I was like, no, I, I don't spend it. I haven't. No. And he said, well, you don't use Bitcoin. So how can you tell us that the, the, the block, how can you be a legitimate commentator on the block size debate? So he would just use it as a way to deal, deal legit. But he, he, I mean, I think, uh, I think he does believe that you, he's really into spending. I mean, whatever. He, he lost. Okay. He, he's got his own problem with his own coin right now. It, it's splitting off. Um, but uh, no, Bitcoin. Store a value. Saving is really important, dude. Saving is really important. You're you're doing something with your Bitcoin when you're saving. You, you really are. But he, he didn't recognize that. But he did he did feel the need to make a video out, out of that, which was interesting. But I have no problem with him making a video out of that at all. None at all. Even though it was it was a clip from my show and then he put it on his channel. None at all. I have none at all. Compete the compete through the complaint. That's the way he competes. That's fine. It's totally fine. I, I think it was. 100% off. But there's some dudes that are like do a copyright violation on your butt if you use a clip of that them. I have no problem with anyone using any clip from any of my shows, any of my shows I've ever done. Everything I put out there, I, I don't try to hide. I don't erase my shows. So everyone is free to, to, to use clips of it. And Roger did that. So, But yeah, it is it's interesting <laughs> to, to each his own. Okay, let me close that. I can't believe that was open still. Wow. I'm going to have to mash these shows together. Unbelievable. I, I can't wait to get back to the regular uh, channel uh, tomorrow. And most of you watching this are watching this on the regular channel, so ignore all that. Utah mask mandate. Uh, so here in red state Utah, Republican Utah, the election is over. 
He starts to feel pressure from the numbers rising. He doesn't understand science. He just he doesn't want to be blamed for everything. So the Republican governor, right after the election, can't lose my job anymore. So I'm going to do a mask mandate. What a C-U-C-K. So, so pathetic. Uh, by the way, I think part of what Trump is doing out there with all these lawsuits at this point, he is a marketing guy. Um, part of, I mean, he's, I think he is a little angry about the situation, but I think one thing that he's betting on now is that uh, he's using this as a past possible foundation, well, for a TV network, I think, but to run in 2024, to be Grover Cleveland, part two, or to have his son run, okay? Just keeping him, you know, leaving things unresolved, like, I mean, he's marketing himself for 2024. He's trying to put himself into 2020. And before this election, if you would had asked me, well, if Trump loses, do you think he'll run again in 2024? I, I would have said no. But now I see. Now I see that the way he's setting things up. And I, I would have said, well, maybe his son will run on his name. And I still think that's more likely. But now I think Trump might try to run in 2024. Uh, and uh, you know, it's a free country. He can do that. It will hurt uh, the Republican Party. It could split the Republican Party. But at the same time, and I mentioned this on another show, the Democrats could have a leftist challenger from the left side that leaves the, the Democratic Party. So we could have four parties next time. I have no problem with that. It doesn't bother me that much. But he does have stuff. Grover Cleveland, if you've never heard of him before, he was the 22nd and the 24th president of the United States of America. He, he won, obviously, then he lost, and then he won. And he also was an, an overweight man from New York, just like Donald Trump is. And he also had an illegitimate child, um, like Donald Trump sort of. Don, Donald, Donald Trump's child with Marla Maple. well, he cheated on his wife with Marla Maples. I do not know if he conceived the daughter while he was not married to Marla Maples or not. Um, but Grover Cleveland did have an illegitimate child. So, I mean, he had mistresses, or he was a man who... Does what Trump does, okay? He, he was very Trumpian in his in his ways back in the late 1880s. So it's, it's funny they have those things in common. And uh, I, I highly doubt Trump could win the uh, presidency in 2024. By the way, um, is it going to be 76 then? But I now I do think it is more likely than before that he he'll try to run. Don't worry about it too much. Let's worry about the Bitcoin 2024 having. As I say every four years, worry about the Bitcoin. Having over politics, value your time in havings, not in elections. Those of us who have done that have ended up quite well, and we really don't care who the president is. Uh, we just know that uh, one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. At the second, it's worth $16,000, and at the last election, it was worth $700. So uh, use your uh, logic and reason on that one, people. Or you could just be an emotional roller coaster and just uh, live vicariously through uh, politics, which really leads to a lot of nonsense. Oh, and speaking about political nonsense and Utah, I'm sure some of you have seen this sign before. Uh, and it's what's the sign say? Uh, Make America kind again. <laughs> I mean, have these people totally fallen for it or what? Just because he was president, America wasn't kind anymore? I mean, who politics is not about being kind. Business is not being about being kind. You know, you can have your family. Are you kind to your family and friends still? It doesn't matter who the president is. It doesn't going to make people. It's not making people less kind, more kind. What's this kind? What's this emotion stuff? 
Now, of course, the Val Dock race is race saying, Adam, come on, have a the kind bud. Pound that like button for something that Adam doesn't do. But uh, no, I, I think it's a ridiculous sign, emotional people, uh, being kind, okay? You're running a nation, all right? You're doing what's best for the freaking nation. You throw kind and emotion out the freaking window. But there are plenty of people here in Salt Lake City. They've got these Make America Kind Again signs. C-U-C-K stuff, C-U-C-K stuff. Okay, we'll talk about that another time. We'll talk about that another time. The governor of Mississippi said no lockdown, no national lockdown. If Joe Biden, he, he's speaking up. Great credit to the governor of Mississippi. Of course, in the thread that he announced it in, everybody was saying that he was killing many people. You know it. But governor of Mississippi isn't like the freaking governor of uh, uh, of uh, Utah, who all of a sudden the election's over. Oh, I'm going to do a mask mandate now. Okay. So he, he's, he's saying, you know, I've heard rumors about a national lockdown. I'm not doing a national lockdown. I'm not being part of any sort of national lockdown. So good, good for the, the governor of Mississippi. And uh, here is, I, I talked about, we have all these people claiming to be sick with the virus and to be super sick with the virus that just go on social media to climb the victim totem pole, okay? Glorifying, I, I made a tweet about this and it'll be linked to below eventually. They glorifying and exaggerating victimhood in order to gain currency and clout in the pathetic victim economy that exists in social in the social media realm. Victim totem pole climbers should be called out and their stories should be debunked and questioned. Exit the panic prison. So why and I I retweeted a tweet under that of this woman from Ohio. She's a, a representative in, in the state house in Ohio who was saying it was like her second time getting the virus. And she was clearly uh, wanting sympathy. And so, you know, we have the media trying to debunk every single political story out there that deals with Trump, anything positive to deal with Trump, they're debunking. They never question anyone who says they were sick, okay? Or anyone who says they were sick twice with it or something. This is a woman, is the prime example of what I was saying last week. This type of woman should... It should be deep. This is a story the media should question. Like, well, this doesn't sound normal, but it is normal. Everybody out there, because it's never questioned, you have all these liars going out there bragging about how sick they were or how they had it twice or things that just seem so unrealistic about it. And then they're like, wear a mask, save my life. Uh, so no, there is nothing wrong with questioning stories that seem like quite insane and quite uh, it, 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 like impossible, okay? Like just because she's a she she was she's a representative doesn't mean she's that, that is why she should be a, a question. She's a public figure already. She's making herself more public. Then let's publicly call her out. And um, it is funny that uh, you know Kamala Harris is going to be the vice president. You know all, all the women. I, you know the best person should be uh, should get the job for any job. But so women for a while, they've been saying that, you know, a woman, a woman should be president just because she's a woman and that every the people are sexist because they won't elect a woman. It, it would kind of be anticlimactic if the first woman president was not elected president. <laughs> because if she becomes president, she wasn't elected president. She was elected vice president. So they, they finally got there and they just got it because the guy resigned or got sick. Kind of, kind of interesting. Most likely, maybe, maybe some people will twist it. Like, well, no, then we still have to elect a, a woman. We still have to elect a woman. This doesn't count. This doesn't count. 
So I mean, it, it goes both ways, but it is, it's kind of funny that if it, it's all those years of dreaming for a, a woman president. Yep, you got one. She didn't even get elected president. Uh, and speaking about vice presidents and stuff, yeah, back, back a year ago, everybody was talking about the impeachment trial and all the Democrats wanted to get rid of Trump. Imagine if for some weird reason, and, and this was not going to happen, but if he would have been convicted by the Senate and Pence would have become president, I'm going to tell you something, dude. Pence would have beaten Biden. Now, the thing is, they would have Pence would have become president back in what, February? So they probably would not have nominated Biden in that case. They would have nominated someone that was more uh, just uh, the reason they, Biden was acceptable is because he was so boring and they just let, you know, they could hide this guy in the basement and Trump could just talk his butt off and he'll just keep on uh, making, you know, people angry at him. So they would have had to taken a, a different approach with Pence, but had they had they put Biden against Pence, Pence would have beat him. Pence would have beat him definitely because I mean if you Pence in the debate just sticks with the boring talking points, he doesn't he doesn't get people angry at him. No one would have hated Pence, and there still would have been all these uh, the whole mail-in ballot thing did you know change the balance of power a bit. So many people who got mail-in ballots they would have never voted otherwise. They're lazy bums. So who do you think the lazy bum vote's going to go to more? So the Republican or the Democrat? So it still, it still would have been hard. It still would have been hard. So, you, I mean, you got to hand it to the Democrats. They scared everybody so much about this virus that they got, um, they increased the number of uh, mail-in ballots, absentee ballots, whatever you want to call it, to an unforeseen, unprecedented level, and it helped them. That's how they won. So it's based on it's based on hate of Trump, based on uh, coronavirus, and which is all intertwined with the uh, with the uh, increasing the ballots, increasing the uh, access and knowledge of mail-in ballots. So I mean, they, they did what they did. They did what they did. That's that's what politics is. It's a, it's a dirty game. It's a dirty game. So that's uh, uh, and I do think Trump's team could have uh, combated. They should have stood for something more. So they should have been anti-virus. They shouldn't have been scared of the virus. And they, they, but they, they were wishy-washy about the virus, and uh, you know, the rest is history. And he didn't have to tweet as much. He didn't have to say some of the silly things he said. But this is who cares? No, no, you definitely shouldn't be regretting it. I'm not regretting it, and uh, we'll, we'll be fine. The world is not ending. The Senate will remain Republican. And now, if you're, if you are a person who does contribute contribute to political campaigns, and you shouldn't be, you're wasting your money. But if you are one of those people and there was only one campaign to uh, contribute to, it would be to one of the Georgia uh, Senate races that's going on just to make sure they win. But you should uh, be looking out for yourself, dude. You should be buying Bitcoin instead of a – but I'm just saying if, if. Uh, okay, I'm going to talk about this uh, next time, the unity stuff, because this has gone on way too long. Um the long haulers wanting their attention. Uh, okay, that's going to be the. I'm going to answer your questions real quick, and then we're going to end the show. Did you see Van Jones crying? Oh my God! When Biden was announced as president, how hate how they make black people look like victims 24 um, seven. Was it Van Jones or was it the uh, um, what's his face? The, the, I didn't see Van Jones crying. I saw Dan, Don Lemon crying because I don't. I don't have cable. I just see when like Ben Shapiro uh, tweets out. Pathetic uh, 
tweets of these losers who start crying because of politics. I did not see Van Jones cry. And that's really disappointing because Van Jones is a pretty manly dude. And it's uh, really disappointing if, if he, he cried over politics because he's blowing, he's really blowing, he really has a victim mentality if he, if he, he thinks Trump was that dangerous. And I, I, I never thought that, that Van Jones had a victim mentality. I just thought he's a communist. And he, uh, I, th I thought he was a proud man, proud of his, uh, who he is. And uh, Don Lemon is not a proud person at all. He's a, he's a woman. Uh, well, not, not that women aren't proud people, but he's a, D D Don Lemon is, 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 is a disgrace. It doesn't, it doesn't shock me that Don Lemon cries like a little girl uh, and is, is, a, is a wimp and is scared and tries to scare everyone. Don Lemon was saying he's so, he hates Trump. So he's just to be an objective journalist. And, and Ben Shapiro pointed this out. He is, Don Lemon uses his platform to rub it in Trump's face. I'm like, dude, are you that much of a loser? Like, it makes you more of a man to, to say, hey, pre he was saying, President Trump, you know, Joe Biden got more votes than any candidate in the history of the United States. And that's true, larger than it ever has been, because of the mail-in votes. But the funny thing is, then who got the second most votes in the history of all elections? Donald Trump did. Because the, lo the loser of this, there were so many more people that voted, and our population is so much larger than it, it has been in the past, that I mean, it's just nonsense. It's not understanding numbers, which is – he represents all that is wrong with the United States, uh, mainstream media, and the 80% and that follow it, follow it. No concept of numbers, scapegoating, uh, fear, emotion, vengeance, Don Lemon, victimhood. He embodies all of it. And I guess that's why uh, he's so popular. I mean, there's, there's, there's people that, that like that kind of stuff. They are pathetic people. They are not producers. He did, um, so there we go. Productivity over there. Productivity over that kind of nonsense. Uh, and and, and Tavel says it was uh, Van Jones did cry crocodile tears. Yeah. And Don Lemon is crocodile tears most of the time also. But he, he is uh, he's a disgrace. Don Lemon is a bigger disgrace than uh, the communist uh, Van Jones. Uh, because I, I think Van Jones is, is intelligent. I don't think I don't think Don Don Lemon is not Don Lemon isn't stupid, but he's just he's hateful and vengeful and, and just scapegoating. And not that uh, since uh, Van Jones is a communist, I mean he blames the I mean he, he's scapegoating the aristocracy, the rich people and stuff. But it, it's a different type of thing. I think you guys get it. All right, pound that like button. I'm Adam of Bitcoin Meister, Disorder Meister. Remember to subscribe to the channel, like this video, check out the links below. Hopefully, we'll be back on the, the new uh, new channels, the old channel soon. Bye bye. And subscribe to this backup channel just in case we get into these horrible situations. All right, I will see you. Bye bye. Thanks.